Folks at home, ladies and germs, how are you doing to another episode here of the True Patriot Outfitters podcast? Welcome, welcome, welcome. We have been hot and heavy on the interview series. As a lot of you know, we made announcements early on um, with 23 here about some new sponsorships, some new partners we're, we're working together with. Um, we stay committed to the Romans Warrior Foundation uh, with that. We're collaborating with them. Um, and uh, still part of the family there and working. And one of those cool uh, instances that kind of brought some worlds together was our, our guest that we have here uh, this evening on the show. Uh, Q Incorporated, Ironborn Barbecue Sauces. You're going to thank me later when I say get over to the website, get to their Facebook page, check them out. Um, we uh, we tested this stuff out, and dude, it is off the charts. Well, we have the the uh, the man behind the curtain with that joining us tonight, Brian. Welcome to the show, my man. Thank you for joining us here. Thanks, Gene. Awesome stuff. Now, pronounce your last name so I don't murder it. Sergusketter. Sergusketter. Yep. That sounds very Viking. German. German. Okay. Yep. Well, well, yep. well, you know. <clears throat> It's a small, you know, you're small, so they're all kind of, you know, they're real close right. together. Over there. Right. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us, man. I appreciate you. you and I had a chance to chat on the phone a while. We are of like yeah. mind when it comes to uh, doing our part as patriots and citizens out there to support uh, those around us here. And that's what kind of led our paths together, man. Yeah, I am uh, I'm met Brian last year and uh just been really excited to uh, be a part of it and uh met you we haven't met in person yet but uh this is kind did, of in uh, person right through uh, the miracle of technology we uh we know one another now so. that's right that's right so yeah so you know one of the other connections we have here that kind of led to uh q uh jumping on board with us is uh our one of our program uh, managers, Dave White, who leads up the Hoosiers with Hearts disaster relief team. Um, he, that's a part of the Romans Warrior uh, Foundation network. And Dave is, uh, the, you described him this way, Brian, to me, and I've been using this. I've been getting a ton of miles out of it. He's pretty much in his neck of the woods. Dave is like the, the backyard barbecue Jesus, you know, around, yep. around those parts. Yep. And that was the mutual connection. Dave used some of your your product. He was impressed with you, and that's what led right to meeting Brian Romans. In that, that's yep. tell tell that story with Dave. That was super super cool. So let me let me back up one year prior to that. Um, I actually met Brian, and we didn't really know who each other were. So right. um, my very first <clears throat> time on the scene with. Uh, barbecue competitors was at uh, the uh, the one at uh, West Boggs Hog Days, and it was in 2021, if I remember right, year prior to the one that I met Brian at. And I introduced my sauce to a team that we're now sponsoring, Ridge Bros. And, you know, since then they were they were still in their infancy as far as uh, competitors go, and they've just you know they've exploded since then, and they've been very successful, but. That's awesome. Um, they they took to the sauce really quickly, <laughs> and I actually met Brian, and he and I just you know it was it was an exchange of I went and got the the container that they they give you out the the samples so that you can do the uh, People's Choice Award. Mm -hmm. I just met him right there, just a couple seconds, and then you know it was high and by, but then you know one year after that at the same event we became connected and then here we are. So, <laughs> That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. So yeah. the Ridge brothers, uh, they were competing in 2022 at the Lagodi Summerfest and, you know, Lagodi's uh, 20 miles from me. So anytime they're, you know, within striking distance, we actually had a wedding that day, so I couldn't spend very much time over there. So I went over there just to show some support. I took a little bit of sauce to them. And then they introduced me to uh, Jordan Arnold from Ain't Bad Barbecue and then Dave White. And he gave Dave a little bit of what he had. And Dave uh, just basically just took the bottle and kind of like drank a little, just took a shot right out of the bottle. And, and he, I mean, it, it was like somebody, somebody took Dave and hit the pause button because he just like stood there for a second. 
And he's like, oh, my God. He said, this is amazing. And um, so Dave actually switched out his whatever he was using for his people's choice that day. He used Formula 151 and one people's choice. That's awesome. With, yeah. So his, his barbecue and your sauce, throwing it yep. down like that. Yep. Yep. Well, I can tell you, you know, the, the label on the 151, um, yeah, Carolina Q, you know, it's, it truly is, um, you know, clearly you can tell by my uh, grocery tumor that I, that I carry around. <laughs> I don't miss much barbecue. If it's out there, I'm going to try at it and, uh, right. and enjoy it. And this Carolina Q truly is this blend of, you know, just, uh, it's not stuck to one region it's like this weird own little existence that's got a little you know a little north carolina to it, a little south carolina a little kansas city in there you know it's got everything kind of you know coming together that makes its own unique and just amazing flavor man everything we've put this on it has been phenomenal on it yeah i uh, yeah I did up some, some, some meat the other night. And then we had some chopped up, you know, roasted potatoes on the side. I ended up putting this stuff on the potatoes too, man. I'm just like, you know, it. Yeah, <laughs> it is awesome. Yeah. When we, when we do just a pot of uh, vegetables on the stove, I'll put a couple tablespoons of it in there just to give it just a little bit. Just, it just gives it just a little bit. Now, for folks at home that don't know the difference on this stuff, this is, um, it's not like the the thick barbecue sauce that you buy in the grocery store off the shelves. Right. This type um, is is different. It's a lot. It's a, it's more thin uh, than that. Right. What what makes it and what constitutes that for a barbecue sauce to be right. thin like that? So uh, you know, because we're online and we may get crucified by the by the people, good people of North Carolina. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm from I'm from Indiana, and so I basically what what was introduced to me as a North Carolina style vinegar sauce. Mm. That's what I wanted to duplicate. And, and what got me, what led me down that path was I tried to buy something that tasted similar to what I had experienced at a restaurant. I see. And uh, I couldn't, I couldn't find it for like six months. I just, I have, you know, my wife, there's 30 bottles of barbecue sauce in the refrigerator and she was getting mad. So I thought, well, you know, at some point I'm going to have to just get some, I'm going to have to make it myself. So I started off with a lot of research. I started to understand, you know, I just thought like everybody else, it's not from a region that doesn't, you know, doesn't have boots on the ground somewhere that a North Carolina vinegar sauce was a North Carolina vinegar sauce. And that is truly not the case. Mm. There's an Eastern style and a Western style primarily. Now there's, okay. you know, like everything else in the world, there's a hundred variations of both of those, but primarily the Eastern style and the Western style come down to almost a County line division in, uh, in, in what they, what their preferences are. Okay. And if I had to choose between one of them, I would, I probably line up with the Eastern crowd it's and and you think my sauce is liquid it's extremely liquid it's basically the viscosity of water because it's just basically apple cider vinegar some guys use straight vinegar some guys use a little bit of both but basically vinegar some crushed red pepper some pepper a little bit of um like hot sauce like they use uh like texas peat in north carolina which is not from texas it's from north carolina don't ever don't ever get caught thinking <laughs> It's one of them that's from Texas. This should be called not from Texas Pete. <laughs> right. And um, not Texas Pete, yeah. Not, not from. So that's going to give you a little bit of color, but mostly an Eastern sauce is like squirt bottle and you drizzle it, you know, on your pulled pork or use it as a mop sauce. It's not, it's nothing you're going to ever slather with. Right, right. It's just, you know, it's not, it's not that. Um Western is some of that. And then they kind of get a little bit more of that Kansas city or, or even maybe Tennessee with adding in the brown sugar, excuse me, and the ketchup. So, okay. I actually was watching one of the famous uh, YouTubers that does barbecue one time and I was watching one of his videos and this Eureka moment hit me. Cause at that point I was on like formula 60 
with this. And for those of you that don't know, it's called Formula 151 because uh, what is in the bottle is the 151st written down recipe, 151st attempt at recreating the uh, flavor that I want. And I actually ended up for my own taste shot past the flavor that I was looking for and came up with something quite a bit better because back to the YouTube video, um, <clears throat> I saw three different guys in one day take two of their sauces that they offer and, and combine them 50, 50. Oh, wow. And right then I thought, well, what would happen if I took, I had some Eastern in the refrigerator and some Western in the refrigerator and I thought, what would happen if I put those two together? And what happened when I did was the universe exploded. <laughs> <laughs> you realized you needed goggles to mix those things together. Right. After my toenails flew off, <laughs> I, I got out some Band-Aids and I, and I got to work. And then it took, oh man, it still took, it still took forever because because of uh, kind of the nature of, of the Eastern, it just kept being too hot. And the other big thing was when I when you add a salt content to this sauce and you add a salt content to this sauce and then you put them together, oh. then you in, in some cases, it's not always, it doesn't happen with all of them, but in some cases you double that intensity. Well, right. On some of those things, like the vinegar, that intensity is part of what gave Formula 151 its taste, but it was too salty, yep. and then it was too spicy, and then it was too sweet. And and again, I never set out to sell this sauce. I was only making it for myself. So when I say it was too salty, too sweet, too spicy, I'm talking about for me because I never really cared what anybody else thought about it. And then just after making <clears throat> making barbecue and making barbecue for friends – people wouldn't leave me alone about making it for them. So, so, so hold on a second. Let's, let's hit the brakes real quick here. This is a point of the story that, that struck me a while back. And this is the part where I was like, okay, this dude and I need to go fishing together. We need to hang out. Cause I think we may be related somewhere down the line. And I'm talking about you because keep in mind, folks, you went through all this with no intention of selling this. This was no. you just looking for a good barbecue sauce. Yeah. Yeah. All I well, wanted was something better than what I could get at the store. That's hardcore, man. That is that is freaking awesome because, you know, I, I give up <sighs> after about two or three, you know, decisions on what to eat. And I'm ordering pizza. You know what I mean? <laughs> Dude, you, that was tenacious. Right. You're uh your commitment to this. So well, yeah, I gotta, so. I gotta admit, I don't want to make it sound like I locked myself in a lab somewhere <laughs> and, and didn't shave and take a bath for three years and without, come out with without toenails. Yeah. So it was, it was over, you know, it was over a three year period of just still, just, I, I never gave up on it. And I was going to say that's persistence, to, man. That is awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> so what got you to the point of going, you know what? This stuff's so damn good that, yeah, yeah, we should sell this online. We should sell this to people because uh, this is going to be a hit. What what led to that? Uh, camping at a campground. I was camping at that lake I was telling you about that you need to come up and fish. Yes, sir. Here, here in our county. Got it. And um, I had, you know, I always take my smoker camping and we have a big, you know, I take half of what we own, you know, just for a weekend. And um a guy that always comes around for barbecue, he's like, he's like, uh, hey, he goes, what barbecue sauce is that? And I said, oh, here. And I gave him some to put on his more of his barbecue. And I said, I make it. And he goes, you're kidding me. And I said, no. I said, I make that. And he goes, how much? And I go, for what? And he said, I want to buy some of that from you. And I'm like, what? I, 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 this isn't for sale. I just make it because I like it. That's That's where it started. And then it was that was probably a year of, of people being like, no, dude, it's that good. You need to, you need to do something with this. Cause mm -hmm. I never, um, it's not that I don't personally believe that it's, that it's great. I do, but I just, that was never my intention. So it took a while to not wrap my head around the fact that I believed in myself enough to do it, just wrap myself around doing it period, because it was never on my mind right. to make, to make it a product up until that moment. 
Well, and, and you had a full-time job doing something probably completely yep. different. Yep. You know, so at the, at the time I had a full-time, I still have the full-time day job uh, working for the local municipality. I had a landscape business with uh, three crews and this. So, you know, the joke was I worked 50 part-time, 50 hours a week for the municipality and then owned a business. You know what that sounds like. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir, we do. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, the other, the other night I, I uh, 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 in that vein, woke up about 2, 2.30 in the morning and I had been just crunching through something in my head. 2, 2.30, I come out of my bedroom, I get in front of my desk here and I start typing and I get this stuff out of my head. I woke up at about four o'clock in the morning, slumped over like dang near drooling on my desk here. <laughs> I fell asleep with the stupid keyboard. And I, what was amazing is everything was still legible on my screen. <laughs> the words that I typed out actually worked. Right. I, I just quit right. at that point. So yeah, I got you there. It just it gets you <clears throat> sometimes with that and that obsession. So yeah, man. So this, you know, our introduction to the 151 sauce was this year uh, with Roman's Warrior uh, Foundation when we were at the wall at Shields. Um, and uh and brian uh received the had it actually sent to my house um via the united states male soccer team chumps um oh man that that box i mean it's got fragile written all over the box warning glass contents this and this and the cheap little punks they knew they busted it, you know, one of the bottles in there because it was all over the box. They wrapped it in a plastic bag, stuck in a container, and then like door ditched me. They ding dong and took off. And by the time I got to the door and saw this thing sitting there, I'm like, well, what's that? I bring it in and I'm looking at that, you know, then I. Well, I knew it. that it broke, but I yeah. didn't know that it, uh, oh. that they'd done that to you. Oh, yeah. So I got, I documented the heck out of it. I got all the pictures, <clears throat> sent them to Brian. I was like, here, call, you know, these guys up, get some reimbursement on that. But that was our first intro to your sauce, man. And like I said, the first one that I did it on, I actually did. Um, we used the sauce on some chicken and it was phenomenal. Just, you know, dipping it in there. Then you gave me a sample of that rub to, to test out. And I tried it again on chicken. Not bad, but like you say, and you even give that suggestion, it does overpower the chicken a little bit. That rub does. You have Just to use it very, bit. very lightly. Yeah, very lightly. But when you go pork or beef, dude, ah, out of there. Go ahead and you know coat that bad boy up. Drop it on the smoker. Or I know I'm about to like you say you're going to get North Carolina. I'm going to get the whole group of the barbecue guys at me. I do own a Traeger. I'm sorry. I mean, I live in I live in suburbia. You know, USA. I have two of them. I have two of them. I used well, to smoke a long time ago, real wood, but I just don't have the facility to do that here. So right. we, we triggered up and it's, you know, it's autopilot. Right. So well, you know, I'll tell you, this is probably going to get a lot of clicks, but uh, hate clicks, but you know, people, people bang on the, on the triggers and the pellet grills. Nobody, nobody makes fun of Matt Pittman on meat church or Malcolm Reed on how to barbecue, right. Or Heath Riles. Yeah. Nobody ever says anything to those guys whenever they use a pellet grill. So sure. You know, you know and, and I do prefer the natural wood smoke. Sure. There's no question. Um, Most but, people just can't babysit all that. Dude, that's the thing for me. I, I tell people this, you got to work hard to, to ruin something on a Traeger. It yeah. is pretty much dummy proof, you know, which Especially is why you so can, many people. Uh, get the probe in it and then have that on Wi-Fi. You almost can't fail. Yeah. Yeah. You just, the only advice I give people is just give it time. Cause it, it, it doesn't cook like an actual grill. It's more like an oven in a way. Right. You know, yeah, it's an, it's an oven with some smoke flavor. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. But yeah, man, that's uh, that pork and beef stuff now. So the one fifty one. That's that stuff's like cosmic. You got it, folks at home. You absolutely have to try that stuff. Q A Q U E I N C dot com. Go out there. Uh, or actually, it's Q Incorporated.com. That's the, the website, and you'll see that there. But now you've introduced a, a new line uh, to your website that's actually um, that's not on the custom you know level, it's a little bit more. Um, uh, I, don't, I don't know what's the best word to describe the other line. Well, probably um, 
maybe grocery store level, I guess. Um, maybe stuff that folks are more accustomed to type thing. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's actually, um, this is going to sound crazy that two barbecue sauce brands are in a town of 10,000, but um, that's actually another barbecue sauce brand from here in my hometown. That's awesome. And the guy that owned it, he bought it from the original owner who uh, had it going, I think, about eight or nine years. And he bought it because the original owner was getting up there in age and kind of was thinking about stepping aside from it. And he didn't want it to go away. He, he's a barbecue competitor. He's a caterer, barbecue enthusiast. He didn't want the brand to go away, so he bought it. Well, when he did, he he probably jumped in a little bit over his head in, in that type of business. And he, I'd say he probably had it about three months and he just messaged me one night and said, <clears throat> excuse me. He said, would you like to buy me out? And I messaged him back and I said, well, I, I'd like to talk about it. And uh, here we are. So. Well, uh, and it's clearly got to be good taste and stuff. It's been around, man. And people have sought after it. You guys have agreed to, you know, keep it going you're a you're a dude of solid integrity that clearly you know puts a, you know a time and energy behind you know the the 151 so this stuff's got to be tasty it's just you know obviously of a different taste different level you know yeah of- it's if you if you wanted to call like um if you wanted to call formula 151 like a, a competition level flavor as far as intensity goes yep. It's it's really more of a Johnny's is more of a probably a backyard pitmaster level. Yeah, um, it's actually won some awards. It's actually uh, won a few competitions. My very first, well, yeah, my very first has been at two now. My very first competition, I placed third in ribs, and the guy that I bought Johnny's from placed second in ribs. Nice and, and used. Uh, I think the peach is what he mm. told me that he used on uh, his ribs. So, um, you know, Formula 151 came in second to peach at uh, at that competition. So, wow, good stuff. But I think that some of that was um, <clears throat> his level. He'd already been competing for many, many years, and he he had uh, he had a lot of uh, a lot of the skills of the trade under his belt. That you mm-hmm. know, very, my very first competition. You know, I, I didn't have some of those skill sets. You can be really, really good. And if you don't, you know, competition's a whole nother, whole nother animal. And it's just, um, it just takes repetition and practice and understanding the flavors and and the types of things that judges want to see and taste. So that's awesome. So I've, I actually have a barbecue, you know, story myself. This was probably, Oh my gracious, we're 10, 15 years ago. Probably 15 years ago, if I if I think about it, eight, maybe 18 years ago. It was a long time ago. Um I had been going to a place uh to get my uh, uh the meat that I'd use because I had started smoking on this little electric smoker. I had a chance to do some charcoal stuff, and for my taste, I preferred the electric element. Uh, that would work the the chips or the wood chunks themselves just because I could keep my temperature consistent, right? I, mm-hmm. I, it didn't take much work for me to keep because I knew right where that dial was at, where I was going to keep it. All I had to do is maintain the chips and keep them from lighting on fire, you know, type deal. Right. Um, so I had started getting into that and it was up in Fort Collins, Colorado when I was there and Mike's meat market is where I had, I had found a place for just good quality meats. They were kind of a local uh, meat market. All their stuff was coming out of, it was regional. I should say it was coming out of uh, Sterling, Colorado, out on the East uh, Eastern Plains there. Um, and they, they source their beef out of Kansas and Nebraska, Colorado, you know, just oh, the, the region here. And got to know those guys super well, man. I was always in there picking up something and trying this, trying that. Well, I go in there one day and I'm telling the guy about some of my, you know, that I, I, the big breakthrough I had was that I stopped approaching smoking meats like a science and I realized and accepted the fact that it's an art. So, you know, I just started kind of free flowing with stuff and not being so stringent on things. And he goes, dude, there is a, uh, a benefit coming up and it's a rib 
barbecue rib competition where all proceeds are going to uh, raise. They're going to go to helping uh, TBI victims, you know, of traumatic brain injury. He goes, would you do up some ribs for, for us and go as our sponsor guy for this? And I'm like, dude, I work at the USDA, man. I'm a computer nerd. You know, this, I just do this on the side, you know, I'm, right. I'm, a, I'm a guy who likes ribs, you know, that's kind of the deal. He starts laughing. He goes, listen, man, I can tell by the way you've been talking these past few months that you've got a handle on this. He goes, so if you'd be willing, he goes, here's the deal I'll make you. I'll set you up with the ribs. You put the time and energy into it. And I'm like, you got a deal, man. Yeah. This sounds kind of fun. So I do this, this competition. And mind you, I did have a secret, uh, a secret weapon, which was some uh, rub that I had got out of, of a guy in Nebraska, not a well-known, just a, his own little, you know, <coughs> custom setup. I threw that on there. <coughs> Excuse me. And I didn't do uh, any sauce on mine whatsoever. Mine was smoked with that rub on it. And it was just the, the combination of woods that I used, you know, in that process and then finished them off, slow cooking them in an oven wrapped up in foil to really get them where I wanted them. We came in second place. We lost to a local restaurant there. And this was, mind you, it was, you know, a crowd of, I don't know, 50 people that were walking through and, and sampling mm -hmm. stuff. And uh, we lost to this place that literally was bringing in these tubs. <coughs> their huge commercial smoker they had back at the restaurant was cooking them. And they were bringing them in here and setting them up for folks to go after. I knew that had I had a sauce of some kind there, I bet you we could have given them a run for their money. But the only saving grace that I got at the end of this thing, when, uh, when we took second, I was blown away. But when they tried to hand me my prize money, I looked right at him as he was coming up line. I'm like, you know what? Donate that back to the, the folks we were doing this for. I just appreciate the deal. <laughs> the, the owner of the restaurant sits here and looks at me. And I'm like, yep. I wonder how much time and energy you had to put into this. <laughs> so let's see what you right. do. He did. He right. followed suit. He's like, go ahead and keep our winnings. Too. Right. I'm like, that's right, dude. You forget why we're here. You know, it's to take care of someone else. Right. You know, for the love of Pete. The guy that I bought Johnny's from, you know, I, like I said, he, he did a little bit of competition. He told me the night that we were, I went out to his house, you know, we had a couple beers, we were making our deal. And uh, he told me that a competition that he went to, you know, everybody's this one particular place, everybody had the trailers and the, and the big, huge smokers and, you know, thousands of dollars worth of equipment and, and probably a hundred hours of time getting ready for that particular event. And he said late in the evening, you know, just right before the cook's meeting, basically where you'd have been tossed out if you wouldn't have been there right. a few minutes later, this guy comes wheeling up with a cart. And he had two Weber Smoky Mountains on it and he didn't look like he had a dime to his name, <clears throat> went over and set up, got him going. They found out later on that this guy was competing on one of the Weber Smoky Mountains and catering a wedding off the other one. And he went and he won the whole thing. And he said, we, we, he goes, we all got taken to school that night by this guy that, you know. Well, it, it goes uh, right. It goes to that point that it is an art form, right? It you is. Know, it, it is. And, you know, uh, you know the, the big thing that got me to where I could do barbecue the way I did was, you know, my, my German grandmother, the one that has no idea how many tablespoons of this or teaspoons of that in second, she said, it, it's just enough. You just put in enough. I'm like, well, how much is enough, grandma? Well, you know, until it tastes right. And she taught me how to cook by feel. And, you know, the biggest thing, whenever I try to talk to guys and, and, and rub off a little bit of knowledge on people is, is don't follow wrap the ribs at 165 or, you know, do this at, at this time or this temperature. It's just, you've got to let it talk to you. You got to, you got to see yeah. behind the scenes. You got to look at, you know, the color and the fat render and what colors the yellow, what colors the fat is it yellowing? Is it, you know, if you, if you touch the bark, is it, is it sticking to the meat? All those types of things. And that's how I've gotten to where I cook and, you know, my, competition we did down at Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, 
a guy, it was a people's choice competition. So there was a lot of interaction with the crowd. There was no panel of judges like most of them are. And uh, this guy said, after he had the ribs, he said, how did you get to where these are so good? He goes, I'm just, he gave me these specific problems he was having. And I go, I could tell you some stuff that would make it me sound really fancy. It would make me sound like I really know what I'm doing by giving you all this technical information. But honestly, you need to screw up a couple hundred of them. Yep. That's, that's the God honest truth. Yep. It's like everything else in life. Um, you know, I was watching a YouTube video today of those skilled worker people. This guy was throwing empty propane tanks from the ground up onto a trailer and, and stacking them. I mean, how many times do you think he had to throw that propane tank <laughs> and not have, get, hit, get hit on the head by one of them before he got it? And, and ribs and all barbecue and cooking, for that matter, is all the same way. Right. You know, my, I thought I thought 50 slabs into my, my cooking experience, I knew what I was doing. And, wow, I can tell you, a thousand slabs in, Gene, I can tell you uh, 300 ago were awful. You know, nice. Right. Compared, compared to what we know now, you know. Right. <clears throat> well, you know, and that's I mean, it's the same with anything. I, I've, I've coached sports, you know, for a lot of years till I uh, retired from that area. It was 18 years of coaching different sports. One of the things we always try to teach these athletes is all you see is the success. What you didn't see was, you know, you saw the three time success, you know, three time champ. You didn't see the 30 times a champ failed at did it doing the same thing. That's what makes the success so sweet is that it doesn't yeah. happen. You have to be willing to try and right. fail at anything, you right. know, to, in our sport of competitive fishing, it's never been more true in my mind. This is one of the most grueling mental. We go out and get our butt handed to us by something that's got the brain, the size of a pinhead you know, and it's kicking our butts six ways to Sunday. So there's a reason why you see very salty grown, you know, bearded men break into tears when they do get that pinnacle win, you know, type thing, because it, it just takes such everything. And it sounds like, you know, it's, it's very clear in the barbecue world. This is why these guys, you know, work so hard to get there, you know, for that very same, or you try 151 times till you get it right. You know, (laughs) right. You know, yes. so let's talk a little bit here. We we know the sauce is on point. Um, for for the folks that don't know, you got a rub that's coming. Uh, we just got to get dot the eyes, cross t's, make sure Uncle Sam's happy, and of course they can get their cut. Um, that rub out of this world. We've we've uh, posted about it a couple times up there. Um, that uh, salty uh, pecan coffee rub base, phenomenal stuff. Folks at home going to love that. The what what led to real quick? What led to a, a coffee based rub? I mean, what are we talking Folgers here? What uh, what are we doing? <laughs> how, how did it no. get there? <laughs> so, um, you know, in in our earlier part of our conversation, you know, I was telling you about how I like North Carolina. Okay. Well, there's another part of barbecue that I'm you know that has my heart as well, and it's Texas. Okay. I love Texas style barbecue. I love the salt and the pepper and the real rich, dark bark. Okay. And, um, so the salty pecan is kind of a, a my marriage of both, okay. uh, so to speak. So the coffee element uh, came from, I got a sample pack from uh, All Things Barbecue. And it had a uh, rub in it called Smoky Chipotle, and it was a coffee rub. Mm. And I liked it, but to me, barbecue is simple. I don't like anything that's got 47 different ingredients in it. You know, I don't like anything that's got that uh, that cakes on that's real powdery. I like a real heavy granular uh, type of rub. That way, uh, the smoke can penetrate the rub. I feel like it cakes if you put on a rub that just you can't see the meat anymore and it's completely covered in whatever the the rub is it cakes up i don't feel like you get the smoke penetration like you do right on on something that's the consistency of like maybe like a montreal steak seasoning or it's bigger bigger stuff so i liked that coffee rub at its core 
but I just, maybe I just used it too much and I got tired of it. But uh, I really kind of just went to, for a long time, I just went to just straight salt and pepper. Mm. Salt and pepper, you know. Uh, yep. Now, a lot of guys do 50-50. Texas is very, very 50-50. Uh, my tongue would fall out of my mouth if I did 50-50 salt. <laughs> I just, I can't, I can't do it. So I played around with those ratios. And then um, I thought, you know, what if I tried to add that coffee in for a color sort of thing? Yeah. And that, that uh, I remember one uh, friend of mine, <clears throat> the first time he tried a coffee rub that I gave him, he's like, no, that sounds terrible. No, no. And I said, dude, I know it doesn't sound right. I know it doesn't sound right, but just try it. It's yeah. not for everybody, but just try it. He loved it. So nice. I added in the coffee. The coffee gives... Uh, a, a bark color like you wouldn't believe if you put it on you know like like brisket style or pulled pork or you're putting it on heavier than you would you know something smaller yep. and it just really really worked and it gave a a flavor that i just it was just outrageous and Very unique yeah and then so the um we were camping and I was doing some ribs, started them real early because we were going to have them in the afternoon. And my buddy comes out of his camper with this pecan flavored coffee. And I could smell it from my camper. <laughs> wow. And it was like light bulb <laughs> right there. I'm like, that's what I need in there. So <clears throat> good so stuff. When we, when we went to that uh, competition in Tennessee, we were, we actually, we're still developing it during the competition. We were changing up. We were doing so many ribs. We kept running out of everything and going, having to go back to the grocery store. These poor folks that put it on, God love them. Cause you know, people that put on events, I don't want to criticize, but they grossly underestimated how much product we'd need to bring with us. Right. They said, bring a hundred pounds of ribs with you. Well, that was gone by noon. The first My day and it was a, it was a three day event. So you know, not criticizing them because they were all absolutely wonderful people. And right, it was right. their first time. And, you know, you don't know what you don't know. Sure. So anyway, uh, we all learned from that that competition. But anyway, so as we were using this, it started off too salty. Next batch, we backed it off. We were playing around with ratios and we were having people come up and they were they were after they got to eat the rib. One guy, he took a bite and he just paused for a second. He said, that taste is what I was smelling when I was walking up here. <laughs> he could smell the rub in the air yeah. as, it was, as, the, as it was cooking. And um, if you put that rub in a Ziploc bag, you don't have to open it to have somebody smell it. You can just you can stiff it right through the bag. That's awesome. So if we have to go back to wearing masks for COVID, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna make one line with that, so I can just smell pecan flavored coffee and well, smoke so, salt all day. Some little tea bags full of it, you know, that you can put in your mask. <laughs> right, right. Little, yeah, exchangeable because they're probably gonna. The smell is probably gonna go away after a little while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, that's. I can tell you, we've. Uh, you know, I played around with it i did uh i've done so what have we done with it i've did new york strip with it on there we've done some pork chops with it i did uh, a london broil and then the one that we i got the because like you said you want to find the balance of how much to put on there and i did a prime rib uh over the holidays with it on yeah. there and holy buckets yeah. um and you could, you know, we, we'd put the 151 on it, or you could put a little horseradish on there with that rub in there. It just matched perfectly. I had my, my son, my 20 uh, year old uh, uh, hockey player was looking for those end pieces, man. That's what he wanted. He wanted with all, you know, the most of the rub on there. That's what he was, he was aiming for. So we actually did one. I did a, a company Christmas party for a friend's company, <coughs> excuse me. And we did uh, two, uh, smoked prime ribs, and then we uh, we we seared them at the end to get to crust the outside, and then we did two briskets, and wow. then I made uh, horseradish sauce. And this mm -hmm. is the second year in a row that I've done this for this guy. And he said, "Hey, he said all my employees want your horseradish sauce." So 
I've got a phenomenal horseradish sauce recipe that I'd like to get, you know, underneath the Ironborn brand, but you know, I still, I'm still new in this and I sure. got to figure out, you know, cause when you're making a product that starts off cold and then you've got to make it shelf stable somehow and not kill everyone. Right. Um, you know, that's handy. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's handy. Yeah, it's, fr <laughs> it's frowned upon when you sell something to somebody. It and greatly reduces your, your, your right. return customer content right. Right. if they're not there. <laughs> right. The only way you can get away with that is if you're a politician. Exactly. So, you know, and exactly. I'm not. So then it would be somebody else's fault. So. Right. Right. <laughs> Right. So this is good stuff, man. Now let's, let's go ahead and spring into, um, we know how you met Brian and, and got to that piece. And, uh, I consider Brian a very close friend of mine, a family level at this point. Um, after he and I sharing uh, so many things, I've seen what he's given to the foundation with his family, what his entire family gives to the foundation that, this man dedicated his life to to serving others in the United States Marine Corps and, you know, just continues that on now, you know, in everything he does. Um, and he's always looking at that next level. Brian's a very, very good. Uh, oh. Lost him, uh, ladies and uh, germs. Hang tight here. We'll see if we can get him back. Let me. Uh, we're going to see if we can get him a link and get him back in here. Bear with us here. Dooby 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 doo. Technical difficulties of going not even live. Crazy stuff, huh? Oh, here he is. One sec. There you are. There we, we go. Yeah, we lost just, you there. It, it just went uh, went completely dead on us. Yeah, it did. It said, see ya. <clears throat> yeah. So, so at any rate, Brian, you know, is very much a visionary. Uh, he sees things where, where other people don't see them. And he flat out uh, came to me and is like, got to talk to this guy. You got to meet Brian. Um, Q Inc. We need to, uh, you know, work together with this guy uh, in any way we can because he's one of the good ones. And I, you know, first thing, of course I asked him, I was like, well, all right, what branch did he serve? And he goes, he didn't, he's like Eugene. He just, he's a, he's a, a, a patriot that wants to give back in any way he can. And he's like, and he's brand new as a startup here. So, you know, this, the, the sky's the limit type thing. And so what brought you to that point, being willing to, to come on board with the foundation come on board with, you know, you and I are going to be working, you know, we're going to have Q Inc. all cost our kayaks and our truck and, you know, doing our part to, to, you know, take care of those that take care of everybody out there. What led you on that path? Do you have family that served or, or what, what brought you to the, that, that level? So um, I, you and I talked about this one other time. So I actually, when I was younger, teenage years, I actually had it in my heart to join the military and, you know, life happened in a bunch of different arenas for me and it ended up not working out right. for me to join the military. And um, my nephew uh, served in the Navy. He was on a, uh, a security detail and um, <clears throat> everyone in his immediate group, I don't, I don't, I'm not familiar with what they're called. If they're called a squad in, in his group, I'm in the, not sure. In the Navy, it's a company. From, okay. Uh, yep. Everyone in his company. Um, At least except, in boot camp it is. Yeah. Everyone in his company except him has committed suicide. Oh, my gracious. Yeah. So um, I kind of, I kind of feel like, you know, having, having my heart with the military and it didn't work out for me. And then uh, seeing what he's gone through and some of his struggles, I kind of feel like this is how I serve. Right. I don't serve the military. I don't serve the nation. I, I want to serve the guys that served. The men and women. You know, absolutely. Because everybody talks about what did you do for your country? What did you do for the military? What did you do for law enforcement? When are we going to talk about what are you doing for those guys? Yep. So, you know, I, I try to teach my kids this 
is that the reason I respect the flag, the reason that I consider myself a patriot is not because of some, some government. Okay. We've lost sight of, you know, the government being of the people by the people. Uh, when I look at a flag, the United States of American flag, when I see that flag, I don't see a government. I don't see left. I don't see right. Um, I, I'm no, uh, I'm no quiet mouse when it comes to me saying Republicans, Democrats, you have failed all of us, you know, flat out. And I believe that 100% wholeheartedly, that's a different podcast. When I see the flag, I see the men, women, and the families that have agreed to serve something bigger than themselves. Now, too many times, unfortunately, politicians and bureaucrats decide what they go do. But at the end of the day, it's their sacrifice, <laughs> their service so that you and I can do what we do. You know what I mean? Sure. You, you can sit around and lab up some amazing, you know, culinary genius. I go chase brown and green fish around the country and get on the air and do this stuff. And, and it's because we're worried about getting shot at. while we're Right. Running. And it's because of those families, those men, those women that have, you know, agreed. And that's, that goes for the, our veterans, our first responders, you know, they don't, uh, one of the litmus tests, if you will, that, uh, that I throw at people is, you know, I give them a question. There is a victim uh, laying in the middle of the road. Clearly they need help. What's your first question? What's your first move? And almost anybody who's not of that cloth well, well, how old are they? And what do they, you know, what do they look like? Are they male? Are they female? Those folks from that cloth don't care. They render aid. That's their first move is that I get in there and help them. You know, and when I, I try to teach people that you understand, that's what I'm talking about is those folks that don't care what you do, yeah. what you say, what you do for a living or what, you know, how much money you got or what, you know, how many followers you have. They help first. And then they take backlash later, you know, from, from idiots, but <laughs> nevertheless, you know, that, that piece there is where, you know, what got us the, you know, the name of the true Patriot outfitters. And that's what we went after you and I spoke, Brian, I could tell from day one, this guy is absolutely a true Patriot through and through. And this is, this is what leads us here, man. Um, to, to one point, uh, just to, to correct here company for the U S Navy is what, what you get assigned to when you go to boot camp in the U S Navy. I'm not sure that's that that could be 80 people for all we know. I'm not sure what your nephew was, what, what you were referring he, he to. He was there, in a small, a small group, like five or six guys is, right. is the group that he was in. Some uh, detail of some kind. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And that's, that is too, you know, one is too many, but to hear all of them, you know, that's what sprung our stop 22 tour. Stephen Cochran and, and another gentleman, you know, founded that thing, uh, you know, that got mm -hmm. us going there. And that's we that's why we push so heavy on that. Uh, to, to I really on. hope that I can get my nephew uh, to to come into this uh, group yeah. in some way, shape or form. Come out to a concert. Um, do one of the retreats that we're going to have set up there. I guarantee you one way or another, hell or high water, I'm bringing a, a, the bass buggy out there with the yak wagon behind it. And we're, we're coming out to you because we got some fishing to do. Um, yes. is, is, is your nephew in that neck of the woods there? He's uh, about an hour south of me, so not not real far. Perfect. Yeah, tr to a guy like me, an hour is just a jump, man. That is nothing. Yeah. Uh, hour time as much yeah. as you travel, that's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah, we'll, uh, we'll absolutely, uh, we'll get him out fishing there, put him in a kayak there. He'll be, he'll be spoiled once he's in one of these new canoe unlimiteds, man. They're uh, they're a heck of a craft. We, we love it. Well, listen, Brian, I can't thank you enough for coming on here and sharing your, uh, your craft, your art. Q151 is phenomenal. I can't wait to try some of the Johnny's, uh, that other stuff, especially you were, you were talking, you got some stuff in the works clearly. Uh, that's yep. coming down the line here. And it's just a matter of time. Once we <clears throat> dot I's cross T's, was there anything uh, that I missed uh, in the question line here? Or did, did we cover pretty much all the stuff you wanted to, wanted to cover here? I think we covered everything. <laughs> um, you know, I just want to take a second to uh, thank Brian and you and the Romans warriors foundation, true Patriot outfitters. And really thank you guys. Cause um you know, for people like me, there aren't a lot of 
other people out there that feel that same way that, that you can reach out to and, and form a brotherhood that doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, the, the, the brotherhood that the military guys had, but just brotherhood of patriots. That's right. You know, like Brian, so, Brian warns people that dude, be careful. Once you're part of the RWF family, you're never not, you know, right. <laughs> once we're all together, it's, it's, you know, it's Griswold from here on out, man. Yeah. <laughs> we're he, in this thing. He told me the morning at, you know, cause the, the, um, the competition that we did was a whole weekend. The morning after I met him, uh, we were talking a little bit and he said, he said, make sure you're ready. He goes, cause when we pull you up, we pull you up hard. So <laughs> he's not lying. He's not no, lying. There's no. a day go by that, that, uh, he doesn't motivate me, uh, to keep going. We go to these events with the wall, the stop 22, uh, the, the retreat, uh, you know, the field ops, anything that we do there, uh, together, all it takes, man, is to see it one time, watch what happens in one healing instance and that's that motivator for you for the entire year. I mean, we'd all be lying if we sat there and said, this is easy. Okay. This taxes all of us quite a bit to keep going. We don't know how we're going to make it half the time, you know, four or five months down the line, but we know one way or another, we're going to, and that's just that uh, we're going to keep moving. We're going to find other folks out there that, you know, get behind us uh, that see the stuff. So yeah, man, that's uh, it's it's part of the whole deal that goes through this, folks. When you get a chance, get out check qincorporated.com. Check out the sauce. You're gonna thank us later for this. I promise you. Be watching close. We got some cool apparel coming down the line. Uh, they'll be having uh, stuff in their catalog. Uh, Brian and I uh, will figure out some stuff. See if we can even throw it up at the True Patriot Outfitters. Throw some of their uh, their cool uh, apparel up there. Get you some of that uh, re sauce responsibly. That was phenomenal. And thank you, Brian, for giving me words like mop sauce, slather. I already had slather and drizzle. I mean, this is part of the barbecue community, man. And I'm going to be starting yeah. using these things. Yeah. Hey, I'm just here to help. If we get making our own tackle, I can flat out see, you know, using some of these things, the mop sauce, you know, bug That's or right. something. <laughs> That's right. That is yeah. Right. We'll have to put uh, on the back of one of your shirts. We'll have to put sauce whisperer on it. <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's right yeah i'm definitely not on the front because i've widened everything on the front quite a bit oh, I, I hear you <laughs> i hear you listen man thank you so much for stopping by folks make sure to smash that subscribe tell your friends and your family about this share this thing across all the socials when you see it up there you can catch the podcast on all all major uh, venues that you uh, can find out there, except Apple. We're not going to pay for it. Apple can, uh, they can go pay for their own stuff, but uh, you can catch us on the iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon music, where the podcast is pretty much everywhere out there and help us by those likes and follows. Brian, thank you, brother. We appreciate you stopping by and I'm looking forward to 2023 and, uh, and seeing what kind of cool stuff we can get into out there. Thank you, Gene. I appreciate you having me. And if anybody of you out there become one of my customers, I really appreciate you. Thank you. Awesome. <clears throat>